Near the end of another of Rand's books, The Virtue of Selfishness, is a little-known essay called The Nature of Government, which begins by stating that, quote, A government is an institution that holds the exclusive power to enforce certain rules of social conduct in a given geographical area, unquote. And later in the essay, she expands on this, quote, The fundamental difference between private action and governmental action, a difference thoroughly ignored and evaded today, lies in the fact that a government holds a monopoly on the legal use of physical force. It is the agent of restraining and combating the use of force, and for that very same reason, its actions have to be rigidly defined, delimited, and circumscribed. No touch of whim or caprice should be permitted in its performance. It should be an impersonal robot, with the laws as its only motive power. If a society is to be free, its government has to be controlled." Unquote. If this sounds familiar, this is because Rand is expectorating a cliché of the definition of a state proposed by the German political theorist, not sociologist, Max Weber. Rand is expectorating a cliché. Why the harsh words? who in his late essay, Politics as a Vocation, taught in introductory political science classes around the globe, wrote that, quote, In the past, the use of physical violence by widely differing organizations, starting with the Klan, was completely normal. Nowadays, in contrast, we must say that the state is the form of human community that, successfully, lays claim to the monopoly of legitimate physical violence within a territory. And this idea of territory is an essential defining feature. For what is specific to the present is that all other organizations or individuals can assert the right to use physical violence only insofar as the state permits them to do so. The state is regarded as the sole source of the right to use violence. Hence what politics means for us is to strive for a share of power or to influence the distribution of power whether between states or between the groups of people within a state." Unquote. Here I just want to focus on this part in the middle that I've underlined. The state is regarded as the sole source of the right, in quotes, to use violence. Now that is different from Rand's view. On Rand's view, the state, or government, or society, is not the source of rights, of any rights. Nor is God the source of rights, as the Founding Fathers thought when they wrote in the Declaration of Independence that men are, quote, endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, unquote. Rand is an atheist. In Rand's view, the source of rights is the nature of man. Here is a paragraph from her on this point. Quote, the source of man's rights is not divine law or congressional law, but the law of identity. A is A, and man is man. Rights are conditions of existence required by man's nature for his proper survival. If man is to live on earth, it is right for him to use his mind. It is right to act on his own free judgment. It is right to work for his values and to keep the product of his work. If life on earth is his purpose, he has a right to live as a rational being. Nature forbids him the irrational. Any group, any gang, any nation that attempts to negate man's rights is wrong. 
which means is evil, which means is anti-life, unquote. Now, I'm pretty sure that here, at least, Rand is not expectorating cliches, even if she does have something in common with Weber elsewhere. Rand had a profound understanding of man's rights, an understanding that I think is probably unprecedented in the history of thought, and that informs her view of the proper role of government. 